Greetings and welcome to This is African Football, our weekly podcast, of course, that uh, looks at matters concerning the beautiful game on the continent of Africa. Never a dull moment when it comes to football on the continent. And we hope that you are tuning in to what will be another exciting show ahead. And um, let me take this opportunity to also introduce uh, the crew, uh, the people that know a lot more than I do about this game on the beautiful tournament, beautiful continent. That is uh, Timothy Badabaire, our usual uh, panelist who is with me every week. But let me take also this special moment to welcome another special guest that is Noah Chifuta, former Zambian international. Uh, he's not aging. <laughs> he's still playing <clears throat> in Thailand. So we are very grateful that yeah, he's just graced our our, our studios and yeah, you'll be very, very much uh, glued to what he's going to share with us concerning the beautiful game. Gentlemen, welcome, especially to you, Noah. Welcome, and we are very pleased for you to have joined us uh, for this podcast. How has been Thailand? No, Thailand has been fine, and uh, thank you so much for this opportunity, Alasto, and uh, good evening, viewers. I hope... Uh, good evening, listeners. Yeah, there's some that are viewing us as well. <laughs> okay. yeah, Timothy, you shouldn't be looking like that. Yeah, so uh, let's just fasten our seatbelts and uh, enjoy our show. Timot, welcome. Former Uganda international defender. You are a regular on the show, of course. Welcome to yet another episode. Thank you, Elasto. You should be careful by using these words like former because <laughs> players like Yana are receding their retirement. So before I announce my retirement, I want to leave all, po- all possibilities available. Yeah. But yes, it's another interesting evening to try and deliberate on the football activities and happenings on the African continent. This is African football for you who's listening at home from wherever you are on the continent. Those on Twitter, our Twitter handle is hashtag T-I-A-F. This is African football. Send us questions. What is it that you want to know? The guys are here to make sure that they can unpack and try to answer your, your questions. Gentlemen, let's get right into it. I think the biggest story of this week was the one that came out from Ghana. Mm. Ghana has a neck now of dishing out these uh, break, uh, breaking news stories. And now, retiring, not retiring, former captain, captain, that is Asamo Jian, Timothy, we had uh, in the week tendering his resignation after the squad had been announced by Kwesi Apia. Uh, moments later, that has been kind of rescinded, coming from the man himself, saying that he wants to come back into the Black Star. Just take us through. What is it that is happening? It looks like it's a soap opera happening in, 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 in Ghana. Look, uh, uh, events have been unfolding into the Black Star's uh, you know, camp, and it's not new. Uh, there was a time when the U brothers were not called for these friendlies. Uh, Gian was not called. So all of a sudden, there's preparation for AFCON. And just a few weeks before the tournament kicks off. So there was 
rumor that hit the Guyan camp that he would be stripped of his captaincy of the of the national side. And uh, before it could be made official, he counteracted that by making an announcement that he would be retiring from international football uh, with effect immediately if he's stripped of the of the armband as the national team captain at the AFCON. So that uh, set the uh, the motion rolling, uh, inviting the head of state, uh, who happened to, to make a phone call and have a conversation with Guyani and managed to convince him to rescind his retirement, which he obliged to come uh, back into the national team. And then he will be the general captain, and I think Andre Ayu will be the substantive captain. Uh, for me, I think uh, that is an overbearing scenario. I think I solely believe that uh, the selection of the team captain should be an exclusivity of the coach. And already it points that the Black Stars are in, in the wrong direction heading into this tournament. This is what uh, a Samoa journalist had to say, Noah, after applying his mind, after rescinding his initial statement that he had retired from um, international football at the tender age of 33, having played 106 games, scoring about 51 games. Both are records, actually. This is what he had to say. I have taken the request of His Excellency Nana Ado Tanquan Akufo Ado in good faith, that is the president, and will make myself available for selection by Coach Kwesi Appear to help win the AFCON trophy. Now, now we are seeing the president coming in here. Gian says, I want to retire. He says angrily he did so after being stripped off of the captaincy, like what Timo has alluded to. Now the president comes in, gives him a call and says, look, you should reconsider. And he says, there's no way I can disregard uh, the, the orders of, of the, the highest office in the land. That is the office of the president, the state president, actually. Now, looking at this hand of the president, what are you reading into this, I can't say interference, but this involvement of the state president in matters that have to do with the national team? Yes, uh, you know what, it's a very, very sad story. You know, he has, um, Guyana has really offered uh, a lot to this uh, Ghana national team, although he hasn't won anything, uh, being him being a, a captain. You know, uh, to World Cup and Afcon, he hasn't won any trophy. Him being uh, a captain, and yeah. uh, uh, like Timoth was saying, uh, you know, being a, a captain, it has to come from uh, the coach himself. The coach must see a leader uh, to guide the team, like on the pitch, because from the coach, the second one in the pitch is the captain. But now the way things are unfolding, it's like now Guyana has got more power, even more than the coach. The head of state coming in is a, a big interference. You know, so it's, it's untouchable. What can the coach tell him if the orders are coming from the, the head of state that he must come back, he must reconsider? What is, what is there, what can he offer for this? Uh, can he change anything to this AFCON when they go in or win the trophy? Or is just there because of, uh, you know, the financial backup he has? Mm. You know, sometimes the FA will struggle financially and you come in and help yeah. with the allowances and what. <laughs> So is he coming on the capacity of that or mm. is just for him to be playing? Okay, okay. Uh, Noah Chifuta asking questions there as to now that Kian has come back, 
uh, in what capacity is he coming back? Is he just a player? Is he is he a founder of the national team? Is he a larger than life a character when it comes to the Black Stars? Now, Tim, <clears throat> looking at all these things that that are happening, you look at Gianni now coming back. Now, let's go back where this was the national team captain. And the coach announces his provisional squad. And he makes a change of the captains. Because this issue of the captains, let's touch on that. I think in Nigeria we saw it as well, almost dividing the super egos. When Vincent Nyama as well experienced a similar kind of situation where the then coach, Sandy Olise, stripped him off of that ambient. Now, we are, we are seeing a similar scenario playing itself in the Black Stars camp. Now, Asamoah Jan is the captain. We know that. What is the reason behind Kwesi appear actually announcing this provisional team that is going to Afcon and decides to drop or to demote Asamoah Jan from his role as a captain? For me, there's much that meets the eye, but I think in, in my understanding of the game of football, I think the coach was being diplomatic to Asamoah Gian to still include him to be part of the provisional squad that can uh, represent Ghana, but not to be the captain. So for me, it means that uh, Gian Asamoah was going to have less game time uh, at AFCON. That's by the indication of the, of the coach. Two, there was a scenario that happened that uh, Gian had to contribute financially to, to transport the team during their, their, some of their games. I think they were World Cup qualifiers. So initially, this can be a balancing act to try and get hold of the squad, and that's the coach. The coach wants to be totally in control of the squad. So I think there has to be disunity in the squad. So how to put it and just get it together to try and perform is key. Remember, the same coach has been accused of having a personal vendetta against their you brothers, mm -hmm. uh, given the fact that they played with the brother, uh, with their father, and that is Abed Pere. Mm -hmm. And then uh, by then he was stripped of the captaincy, and Abed Pere became the captain. So it, it there was that animosity. So mm -hmm. whenever he makes a decision to drop Ayu and uh, Andre, that crops up. Mm -hmm. And now at this moment in time. The coach was through a transition period where he's tried out young players to try and come through the Ghana Football Association uh, new team. Yeah. So he dropped the senior players. All of a sudden, he's bringing the old senior players with the new to try and prepare this team that can compete at the AFCON. And right now, they're having this uh, issue of how to manage Asamoah Gyan. And when it comes like Asamoah Gyan as the captain, it means that he has got a certain player that are in his cup. So is Ayu and, and the Ayu brothers. So for me, this is prehistorical. We had that also with Tony De Yeboa and the Abed Pere during their playing time. So I think this has been a national uh, cancer that has always affected their national team. It's no surprising that they have not performed as expected. No, um, Kwesi Apia says that he, he wants Asamojan to be a general captain. Uh, you know what? There's a general <laughs> manager. <laughs> now, I haven't heard of Substantive. the word uh, general <laughs> captain. What does he mean by general captain? And as well, I mean, if you look at Asamoah Gyan, why is it a problem 
in the case also of Vincent Nyama, why is it a problem that when someone has been stripped off of that captain which has held for such a long time, there's a problem of him actually coming to play for the national team. So when somebody's called to play for the national team, is he coming to wear the armband or is coming actually to help the national team? You know, it's a pride, uh, Elasto. When uh, you are called to the national team <clears throat> and uh, you have been a captain for, for a very long time, you know, and uh, the people who are uh, in your team, there's no one who has achieved the way you have uh, achieved playing uh, at international level. You've got many caps. And you see somebody who has got lesser caps and he comes become a captain uh, on your behalf. It becomes like, uh, you know, you are being uh, demoted. You know, that respect, you think that this, that respect is not there. So when uh, you are saying uh, uh, Apia says there's a general, uh, general captain. captain, I think what he meant was, even if he doesn't have too much game time, maybe when it comes to lifting the trophy, Asamoah Gyan will be given that opportunity mm. to lift that, but he will never be playing all games mm. 90 minutes, 90 minutes. I think oh. he put it in those lines. So, so Timot again, <clears throat> wouldn't all these issues taken adults, experienced professionals, including the state president himself, having to have a dialogue before a team is announced? Is it past struggle here at play? Is it a coach actually who really wanted to flex his muscles uh, and be seen as if he's in charge of his team? And maybe it has backfired again where now the president kind of in inverted commas overrules this decision of, of, of Asamojan being dropped as captain. Yes, he's not going to come back as a captain. He's coming back now as just an ordinary player, a member of the, 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 the Black Stars. But if you look at it, wouldn't it have been handled better between these three uh, very, very important uh, role players in all this debacle that we're seeing? Remember, Kwesa Pia as well, <clears throat> we shouldn't forget him that he was also appointed on the recommendation of Asamojian and with the president as well, actually endorsing the appointment, appointment of Kwesa Pia. So the three of them, clearly, there's a relationship between the three of them. Couldn't they have handled better? I think this scenario should have been handled better. If I was in the coach's position, one, I would not have uh, called uh, Asamojian to the national team. Why? If, uh, you would have dropped him completely? Completely, because if you are reducing his role in the national team, he has been a regular playing, uh, you know, each and every minute of the game, mm -hmm. and he has been the captain. So you would have made a stand, and you you <laughs> you die by the sword and say, "Listen, I'm dropping Asamojian as a captain for the team, and as a player, he's not making the squad." That would have been a problem solved, and the nation will be discussing something else because he has done it before, mm -hmm. dropping the likes of Ayu, uh, Ayu, Ayu brothers, and nothing has happened. So as a coach, he would have made that stand. There would be no problem. Two, the president normally has these meetings with the sport, uh, the minister of youth yes. and sports. With a, uh, with a, remember uh, the Ghana Federation is under yeah, normalization, normalization committee. committee yes. mm. So it's, it's already the president is always being uh, briefed about the preparation for Afcon. It looks and, like the president and, is part of and, that normalization committee. Uh, he is, <laughs> as, as far as things are moving now, he is, and and. Uh, Listen, the national team is being funded by the government at this yes, moment in time yes. to, to make sure that they prepare well and try to see if they can win uh, the Afghan trophy. So the president is, is, is well informed and he knows exactly. And it is during that meeting 
with the rest of the sports minister and the normalization committee that he made a call to Gianni to persuade him to change his mm-hmm. decision of retirement. So for me, already there is a problem. The decision maker in the Ghana Black Stars is not the coach, but the president of the nation, not of the Timoth, Republic. I and I think there is a problem. If I can come in there, Timoth, I think um, it would have been handled better if Apia, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you if you are dealing with somebody who has saved the country for so long, like uh, Asamoah has done, you know, give him a call. Have a meeting with him before you announce anything. Sit down with him. Oh, this is what my plans are. You know, this is how I feel. What do you? Wh- what is your take uh, about this? Then the two of them they must come up with an agreement. Okay, you know, coach. I, I know he, he knows. He's also is aging. He cannot maybe. <laughs> he knows. He maybe his capacity is no, not but, the same. But you know, the, you know, the, in, in in this scenario of aging is very interesting. Okay, no, no, no. As, his as performance it, is not. Yeah. Not, no, but but what you're trying aging. to say, Noah, is mm. that. Um, uh, a conversation could have taken place between, between the coach, coach and, the and, and, and before the he announces before anything. Before he announces and everything. Okay, yeah. I, I, I think there are other stories also, fishy, fishy stories that are coming out <laughs> yeah. of other issues there, but we're not going to touch on that, uh, gentlemen. You want to, yeah. you want but to speak anyway, about the, the prophecies. Now, looking at, yeah, of course, there are candidates that are there to lead, yeah. uh, to take over from a Samoa journey as far as leading the team is concerned. Mm-hmm. The likes of uh, AU brothers, one of them, that is uh, Ayub, the, 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 the older Andrew, brother, Andrew, Dede, yes. that is Dede, mm-hmm. yeah, who mm-hmm. can actually be be the captain. Mm. But now, I, I just feel that uh, going to Egypt, where uh, Asamojian is not guaranteed even a starting berth, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, a situation where this this player might be substituted, what does it say? How much pressure is the coach under to, to play this individual? And even to try to for, for that moment where he feels now I need to take him you know out of the game and, and replace him, it's going to be very difficult. No, yes, no. On With the, what has happened on this situation, um, I think he was going to play every game Ghana's going to play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling you, no, I, I foresee because this. Because that call might yes, come from the president. Yes, why are you no, taking him out? No, no, you see, so what is what's going to be interesting in this moment in time? I think one of the two has to be the bigger person mm. where to handle the situation. Uh, the coach may have to to bite the bullet mm-hmm. and play Gianni all games, irrespective of how he's performing. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. resisting, it it even happen. resisting the fact that he has to be substituted. Mm-hmm. And I think that may be the only way he's going to manage and unify this squad mm-hmm. to be able to try and and uh, you know try to propel his troops to try and uh, win the tro- championship. Other than that, they're going to be divided, very disorganized, and they will lose. Even they won't even reach the semifinals. Mm, how do you trust? Uh, uh, even this player, how does he trust this coach that uh, whatever he's doing, his selection is based on merit for me to have... I mean, it's all sorts of problems for, for yeah, the Ghana Black Stars going forward. I, I can tell you, I, I think that is why <laughs> in Ghana right now, there is the normalization committee. So many things need to be normalized <laughs> in, this, in this football nation. You can see. I, I mean, look, if it was a foreign coach again... Would we see the president really, you know, overstepping his mark in terms of his his influence on the on the black star? Sometimes I think I feel our, our coaches are being undermined as well. Look, I know last year you you're a son of the soil. You always you always root up for for the local coaches. Uh, but if it was a foreign coach, you know, they always have the the authority that overrides uh, even the head of state until they fail. 
Mm. Uh, so in moments when they have not yet failed, I think they hold sway mm. in their decisions. And mm. uh, we tend to always respect their decisions mm. until they fail. But uh, I think for Ghana, it's sort of a complex issue. Mm. Uh, they have got um, a history of that uh, disunity that always crops up, uh, even amongst the players. And I don't think there is a leadership that has been so bold enough to try and uh, and, and nip that in, in the bud. And I think it was Kwesi Nyatachi who had tried to uh, to keep this squad very intact without having all these, uh, you know, you know, earning their data laundry in the public. Yep. And now that is not there, uh, all is coming out. And then we shall hear more going forward because remember, this is a 30-man squad. It's a provisional squad. Don't be surprised when the coach decides to completely drop him from the, from the team. Oh, you are listening <laughs> to This is African Football, talking about matters concerning the beautiful game on the African continent with me, Timothy Badabayren, this old Noah Chifuta. And you can join us from wherever you are listening to, hashtag TIAF, This is African Football. Maybe you might want to ask questions, maybe to contribute as well as to what is the way forward uh, as to what is happening. In, in Ghana football, especially concerning the Black Stars, clearly there's a leadership vacuum there. That is why uh, that uh, a normalization committee that was set up by FIFA to try and make sure that things are well and up in Ghana, but that's not the case. Gentlemen, let's shift our attention again now to another issue that uh, we just had during the week uh, concerning the AFCON itself, especially uh, regarding the Comoros case. We know that uh, the Comoros were not happy uh, about Cameroon actually qualifying for AFCON. Remember, Cameroon initially were supposed to host this tournament. They were stripped of their rights. And them being in the same group, that is Cameroon and Comoros, Comoros, Timothy, feeling that, no, uh, if you look at the rules of CAF, <laughs> Cameroon is not supposed to be going to Egypt for the mere fact that their rights were withdrawn in a period of not more than a year. Yes. What is happening there? Look, Comoros seem to be reading the rules uh, well. Uh, remember that uh, the, the the CAF rules state that uh, once once you are stripped of the, of the rights to host, uh, you are you are supposed to be uh, suspended and you don't even participate. Mm -hmm. So when it came to this case, we had the CAF president coming to try and make comment that actually Cameroon, they were, they were not stripped of the rights. They were just, you know, they, they just, uh, you know, changed the <laughs> rights to try and abrogate what uh, mm -hmm. Comoros was trying to do. Uh, but Comoros has, has, has pushed forward uh, with, with, a, with, a, with their case. And I think uh, if the mind is put to, to test, I think they have got a, a, a case to answer. They have got a chance to rep, uh, to rep, uh, to replace Cameroon at the Afcon. But but no, now the mm. other problem is mm. if you look at this group B, yeah, yeah. which was topped by Morocco, mm -hmm. uh, Cameroon, Cameroon were second, mm. uh, Malawi were third, Eight. and this complainant, <laughs> Comoros, yes, yes. were last in the group. <laughs> now, if you look at when they started mm. uh, lodging mm. this mm. protest, uh -huh. it was before the conclusion of the qualifiers Yes, when they lodged this case. Mm. Mm. So the cases continued way after 
the qualifiers. Mm. And if 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 logic prevails, you look at that log. If Comoros uh, has to case. succeed, yes, <laughs> uh, in this case, Malawi. in turning it around, that yeah. now Cameroon must be disqualified. Yeah. Surely Malawi, Malawi, Malawi might know. be the one to replace mm, mm. Cameroon. Yes, uh, looking at the table, um, then uh, Comoros they are just fighting for for Malawi. You know, maybe Malawi, they are uh, FIFA rules and, uh, you know, the CAFA booklet, they don't have it. So Comoros are fighting for them. But, um, you know, again, um, you know, you could feel for, for Cameroon. I know the preparations were, they were stripped because of, they didn't prepare uh, the stadiums uh, uh, in time. And they were stripped of uh, hosting. They were not ready. They were not ready, yes. But, they were prepared. Yes, but the team. Yes. You know, um, before, when uh, they're hosting a uh, country, they were not participating in the groups. Okay. They, they qualified just uh, automatically. They couldn't, they would be playing friendlies. Yeah. They were in a, not in a group uh, stage. So in this case, Cameroon were playing, they were taking those uh, games like, uh, you know, they, prepare, they shouldn't just be sitting. Yes. And they, they won those points on merit. Okay. Yes. So if uh, they were stripped out from hosting, yes. going automatically uh, to Afcon, yes. but they went through, they accumulated those points, and they uh, it makes them like to qualify uh, on merit. But, Again, but, that's oh, the other point. But, but you see, okay. what is interesting about this is that the rules are, are clear. If they were stripped of the rights, yes, then they are disqualified. Mm. That's what this is mean. Of but hosting. Now, but now, yes. But, but now, what is what is happening is. Mm. If CAF is coming up and say we didn't strip Cameroon of the rights mm -hmm. to host, what do they do? They they just swapped. Remember when Libya had the civil war, yeah. and then uh, it's a civil war. You it, that's yeah, that's but, a different but, case. Yeah, that's a different case. Because what is happening is no, but what, what the testimony, the testimony, the person who has to to confirm Comoros' state has to be CAF. So CAF has to give the reasons to justify if Comoros is giving the right reasons. Mm. So CAF. Is not in favor of Comoros reasoning as to reason mm. why Cameroon was stripped of the rights. Mm. Why, why was Cameroon stripped of the rights? I think that is what uh, the Court of Arbitration for Sports yeah, is yeah. going to try to determine as to what were the reasons. Yeah. But but if you look at it, uh, any any country besides war, uh, yes. even Morocco, mm, uh, mm. you might say besides war, besides uh, health uh, uh, kind Ebola, of you know Ebola, threats yes, yes, um, that time mm. uh, where Morocco were, were fearing they, they were fearing that uh, you know the Ebola issue was just yes, so yes. much, mm. but still uh, they got punished for yeah. that. So if you look at CAF uh, right now because any country Kenya was stripped off. I think it was the Chan tournament. It went to Morocco. Mm. Uh, mm. You look at now this case of um, of Cameroon where I, I think it took so long for CAF to realize that look. We, we don't think that Cameroon will be ready to host this tournament. Mm. And, and the rules are clear. Let me just read the article 92.3 of CAF, which says that, which says that if a nation withdraws from hosting mm. or has the rights taken away, you see, that is very important. Has mm. the rights taken Take away, away. Uh. one year before the finals, mm -hmm. a fine of 500,000 US dollars and a suspension of the next edition of AFCON of its A national team without considering the consent edition. So you could see that, yeah, it, they were withdrawn. They didn't, they, they never voluntarily, uh, you know, kind yeah. of signaled yes, that yes, we that cannot. Yes. Yeah. They mm. thought they could, but but the cover executive committee so had to it. remove mm. 
a Cameroon from hosting. So that on its own, that is where Comoros case is based on. So interesting to see if they win this case, that is Comoros, whether they'll be doing a favor to Malawi. And you look at Cameroon, who, like Noah said, when they were participating in the qualifiers, for them it was more of like a friendly game preparing the, 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 the country to host, they were supposed to host. But right now, yes, I think at the moment they are in limbo. We'll see what happens there with the case that is going to continue. And we hope that, yes, it does not impact on the start of AFCON, which is just uh, <laughs> a, a few weeks away, gentlemen. If you look at uh, all the teams now announcing, all the teams, their preparations are now in full swing, all the <laughs> provisional squads being announced. But yet now we might have Cameroon actually not going in a new nation going. I hope Malawi is not also in preparation. <laughs> As they await the, you know, the verdict. <laughs> they should be. Okay, gentlemen, let's quickly touch base now on what is happening in your country. Uh, Timot, you look at um, the squad again being announced. We, we, we know the coach, uh, Sebastian Desabre, uh, announcing the provisional squad. Uh, the team is going to camp in the United Arab Emirates. Yes, mm -hmm. we know that Nations Cup is nowhere near. Uh, United uh, Arab <laughs> Emirates is happening in Egypt, which is the African continent. But yes, they are going there. But there are players that also have been selected by the coach that have raised eyebrows. Mm. Uh, so is with any national team is a squad announcement. It always kind of, you know, gets people talking. Uh, one individual, I think there are two of them, one of them being Walusimbi, who is unattached, doesn't have a club. Uh, and your take on that, you think that yes, he deserves to be in the in the in the squad. Looking at him, the last that he played was for Kaiser Chiefs before he was released, of course. Uh, where at the moment is he doesn't have a club. Look, I certainly believe that uh, a player can be judged in the in his personal ability, and uh, depending on the availability of talent in a particular country. Uh, so for me, there is ample time for the coach to put any player, whether attached or not attached, into camp. And it's during that camping time that they can be able to validate whether that player is ready. Uh, because he has served the national team well. Uh, he's a left uh, fullback. He has served well. So they believe that uh, if given that uh, opportunity to, to, to camp and train with the rest of the squad, he can still add value. And I think he can. And, and I think that is the key that is different. They need to determine players according to how they're going to perform in camp to turn out for the national team. Yes, uh, they have got a camp in the United Arab Emirates and actually lining up some wonderful friendlies. Uh, one that has been confirmed so far is playing against Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast, you know, and that's that's a very quite high profile. And with so many teams that are trying uh, uh, camping in, in the United Arab Emirates, I think they'll have a variety of friendly games in preparation for for, for the AFCON and the coach has been very adamant that their first game is very key and that's the game against uh, DRC Congo and I think his eyes and preparations are to make sure that they, they win the opening game and then they can take it uh, further going forward. Okay, no, for, 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 for forget this player who does the club who has been called. Uh, mm. Tim says they are going to determine during the camp. Yeah, of course, uh, he's a player who's been in the national team setup. So, yeah, yeah. in a way, they might want to check mm -hmm. his, his mm -hmm. level of fitness and so forth. But le let, me, let me ask this to you as to the chances of Uganda in this, in this group A, uh, where the hosts uh, are there, that is Egypt, uh, Diara Congo, 
uh, and of course the mighty Zim. mighty warriors <laughs> of Zimbabwe they are there <laughs> uh, where all the teams mm, if mm. you look at 2017 AFCON mm. they were present they were there yeah. the chances of Uganda making their second succession appearance at 2019 AFCON yeah you know that uh, the chances uh, for Uganda to Okay, for me, I think uh, they will reach at, at least they will pass. Maybe they will reach up to the the quarterfinals. They can survive this uh, group. You know that team has been um, there for for a long time, and uh, you know the coach have kept the core of the, of the team. Uh, Dennis Unyango, uh, Walusimbi. So many players have been playing together. The unity. They they don't have exceptional players that will say mm-hmm. you know they are above the other. They just have a good uh, mm-hmm. you know group of of Freedom players. fighters. Yes, at least they go in the pitch and they will fight for fight. For, for, for for their country. And I think uh, they are one of my favorites uh, going to this tournament mm-hmm. because uh, everyone is uh, undermining them. Although you would say <laughs> like they might have uh, like uh, Egypt, mm-hmm. you know they are hosts and they have their superstars and they have their ordinary players. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where uh, this Ugandan team will really shine. <laughs> you know, they just have to mug Salah out of the game and they, they make a name. Yeah. Uganda mug Salah. But mm-hmm. um, okay, no. Uh, definitely, it's, 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 um, it's a group that I feel, yes, one of the toughest groups. Mm. Uh, but again, uh, the, the, the four teams, uh, three of them can qualify. To the to the next round, mm. they don't have to win the group. Yes, you yes. see, mm-hmm. the pressure to win the group, I think, is on the host, Egypt. Mm-hmm. I think the other teams will be just looking to qualify, whether as the one of those, you know, best third runners up, uh, whether they'll finish second in the group. And I think, yeah, it's up for grabs. And, number two, number three, and, it's uh, up for grabs. If you take number one and say, okay, let's give Egypt that that number one position, mm. but I think second and third. Definitely, it's up for grabs. Yes, but if you look at the, uh, you know, like Uganda cranes, it's, it's very interesting because the the bonus was is the fact that they qualified. Mm. So they, there is no much onus on them. There is no much expectation that is placed on this on this team of Uganda cranes. That makes it even more dangerous for their opponents, because Egypt is expected to go until the finals. Uh, yes, you are hearing about the mighty, mighty Zimbabwe <laughs> <Zimbabwean laughs> team. Mighty times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have got uh, Perenio, you know, Jarasikong mm. uh, team, very strong. Mm. So I'm sure if Uganda can win the opening game, they will be the game, you know, the determinant of that group stage. And they are, they are full of surprises, young, enterprising players, ready to, to try and show talent. Uh, mm. They will shock. We have beaten Egypt before. It will not be the first time. So they are uh, a bunch of young talent. And if the preparations go well, they will enjoy the tournament. Indeed, we wish the Ugandan cranes all the best against the other two teams, not against the mighty warriors. They must beat <laughs> Egypt and they must beat uh, Dera Congo. But mm. against the mighty warriors, yes, they must donate those points. Gentlemen, let's look at uh, Bafana Bafana. Mm. This Provisional squad were announced. I think two sets of squad were announced. Kosafa. We'll touch a little bit of Kosafa when we look at uh, the the case of Angola. Now, Stuart Baxter, yes, he announced his squad. Any surprises, Noah? Any players that you feel that maybe were overlooked? Any players that you feel that also their inclusions, again, raises some eyebrows? Maybe the coach could have done better thereabout. Take us through your thoughts about... Uh, the Bafana Bafana squad going to AFCON. 
Uh, no, for me, I think uh, the squad uh, with uh, the performance of uh, this, uh, you know, the ended uh, league, these are the players who have uh, really performed. I think everyone was uh, picked on merit. It's just the standard of uh, the National League and the players uh, Bafana Bafana they're having. I think the standards have just dropped so much. You know, that this is the, the best they could ever have. You know, even which if, standard are you talking about is dropped of the which league? <laughs> no, the the the, the PSL league. Oh, the PS, no, oh, yes. you, you need to be clear, explicit. <laughs> the standard of the no, PSL, no. according to you, has dropped. Yes, okay. the, the standard of uh, PSL. There it you heard it. it, it, it if has you really disagree with Noah, please stretch <laughs> <laughs> away tweets and uh, send us those tweets. One one good mm. example is uh, in a striking force. Okay. You know, they are having uh, in the national league uh, the top scholar, the the, the South African uh, uh, player. I think he has uh, nine goals, not even going to the double figures. And you find that one maybe is not even a, a right uh, out like a strike uh, or maybe he's a number 10, <laughs> scoring only nine goals. Okay. So mm-hmm. where are those other strikers? They are relying on not uh, one now striker they are having now. Uh, the one who's playing in France. Uh, oh, 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 I'll tell you just now continue. It yes, is uh, he's, he's the only one we are having. But even him, if you can compare him with uh, uh, the likes of Ben Lebo McCarthy. Yeah, Matiba. Mm. If you compare him with uh, the likes of Ben McCarthy, Kate uh, Kompela, you know, those were prolific like strikers, you know, when they are in the in, in the field, at least a few Masinga, the late, mm-hmm. you could, at least you feel their presence, but it's him, he's just like average, but he's the only one they are relying on and they just want somebody really to, to play uh, alongside him. So it's really... Tim, Noah, mm. Noah says the standard has dropped with the PSL. He says the strikers, they are only going to rely on Lebo Matiba. Let me just uh, list the strikers that were announced by Coach Stuart Baxter. Uh, Lebo Motiba, Pesitao, Las Veldvik, who plays in, in the Netherlands. He plays for Rotterdam. Lebo Hang Mabue, he plays for Mamelodi Sundown, semi-finalist as far as the CAF Champions League is concerned. Sibusizo mm-hmm. Vilakazi as well, semi-finalist, as far as CAF is concerned. Kemat Erasmus makes a comeback. He's playing for Cape Town City. Are these not strikers that would send shivers and fear in the likes of Morocco and Ivory Coast and Namibia? I think it's a wonderful selection of the strikers, mm-hmm. the team in general. Mm-hmm. I would feel uh, grieved because of the fact that uh, Langman is not there. I think he deserves to be on the national team. He must mention that uh, left flank position has been very effective uh, for Sundowns, and I think they will definitely that experience on the left-hand side to try and balance it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, about their goalkeeping department, yes, I've got some bit of question marks. There's some bit of uh, the experience lacking in there, but what do you do when you're... you're or, you know, regular number one goalkeeper is injured. You know, you mm-hmm. have to do with what you have got. Yes, I think as young as they are, I think they will learn. Uh, they'll be thrown at the deep end. But I think the greatest inclusion and selection that uh, I see that is being made by Baxter is for me the mixture of the local players and those for, uh, best in foreign countries. And I think that is a step in the right direction. Uh, yes, you can question the selection of uh, uh Kamet Erasmus, those kind of players are few in this country. And I think it was a bold move by Baxter to select him. And I think that will be the key of a player that will unlock defenses. And I think uh, the play will ignite uh, what they are looking for. The Motiva Erasmus uh, play, uh, 
uh, with having Pasita uh, roaming around and then Kigan Dori coming on board. Uh, that's if he gets the necessary game time in the Kosafa tournament. I think it was it's a, a balanced uh, team selection, and I think the Tekken team made the right choices and no surprises at all. No surprises at all. I, I think for me, yes, a little bit of my reservations as well. One or two players that I would have want, loved to see, especially uh, young Aubrey Modibe, who plays for Supersport uh, at his age, and you don't include him already, he's been in the national team setup. Uh, all age groups for that matter mm-hmm. and and now you drop him uh, at this crucial time where you are bringing players like uh, Bruce Vuma, the goalkeeper for Kaiser Chiefs, saying that you want him to learn, is for the future so why drop Aubrey Motiba now, now Noah, looking at uh, I think I've also got a problem with uh, so many of these midfielders that I'm seeing defensively, midfielders a lot of them uh, that <laughs> I see yeah, so we have to make sure that um, uh, we can see how it can go forward. Uh, Noah, mm. the group itself, how do you sp- South Africa see pending out? No, you know what? Uh, do you, what are the chances of Bafana? Um, you know what? Uh, it, it also depend on the uh, the preparations um, uh, with the, uh, the Bafana. But uh, you know what? Uh, for me, for them to pass in uh, this group, I don't see them... Uh, really having any chances uh, like i was uh, uh, touching about uh, the striking force mm. if you see the players who have been selected there apart from uh, pesita who's playing in a second uh, division is the only one who has even scored uh, for this season who has scored just above 10 goals the rest they are below below 10. so i don't see them really going and uh, doing so well against the the, the likes of uh, uh, morocco, morocco and uh, ivory coast I don't see them uh, surviving in that group. Okay. I think they're just going there really, um, like you are saying, they've, um, the group of players they've selected, they are so young and uh, maybe this is like a stepping stone. Maybe they are saying, okay, for this for this AFCON in 2019, it's just like a, a stepping stone. Then uh, mm-hmm. we're going to go for the 2021 uh, no. one. <laughs> no, but team, I've got a question for you here. Uh, it's coming from uh, Fidel13, who has sent us a tweet. <laughs> he, he, he asks a question, Fedor. He says, if Bafana Bafana is out in the group stages, they don't get to make it to the, to the, to the knockout, should Baxter be fired? Your thoughts? No ways. He shouldn't be fired. First and foremost, he has qualified the team when they least ex- expected <laughs> to qualify. That is one. And two, for me, he has been bold enough in his team selection Uh I think the brain of the young and the experience to try and have this formidable team. I think uh, Bafana is one of the enterprising teams that is going to be very surprising at the AFCON. I can guarantee you that they will go through the group stages. But mm. coming back to the question that if they don't qualify, should the uh, coach walk? I absolutely disagree. They need to keep the coach to be able to nurture and develop this uh, Bafana Bafana team. Because if you look at the team selection, these are the players that he has been with doing duty all through and he has maintained them. I think that is very key in keeping that uh, bond. I think we need to say to Fido that um, uh, Timothy is the spokesperson of all the coaches. Uh, so normally he's not somebody who wants coaches to be fired. But no, you Fido, might have a different view. You know, Fido, you know the, the, the correct answer is if they don't qualify, 
they won't uh, they won't fire him he will just resign on himself <laughs> and find some uh, a better team to go because already has been encountering a lot of problems uh, Stoke Baxter you know it's not uh, like a rumor because there were some stages where he wanted really to quit no. you see now he has qualified yes he just wanted to see this tournament through the no. one he has qualified no. i don't see yeah, no, no. Him I, going I, I think offered. it's not no it's, no remember, remember the question yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, we, we need to answer the question mm. the question is nothing to do with whether he wants to stay on or he wants to resign mm. the question is suffer president Denny jordan must he cock his gun to mm. know that when this team doesn't go past the group stages mm. must he be the, he must he be ready to fire like chipampenge no they yes. <laughs> must he be ready when, <laughs> when, when bafana they, do not qualify to the knockout stage no, irrespective the is, of the coach already uh, telling us that he's going to resign uh, he won't be fired because of they know the expectation they won't go beyond okay they won't go and win this tournament so the expectation is like maybe they are still building but for me like talking on behalf of the coach I think he won't go on with the same uh, kind of environment he has been uh, uh, going through like uh, with a uh, Bafana no, team. The, the, I think he's going to resign on his own. They they shouldn't fire him. There is no need to resign. The the caliber and the quality of the players at his disposal, he has a, he has punched above weight. Yes, I know South Africans are proud people. <gasps> they believe they should win the the trophy, but that will be a miracle because they don't have the material that can win that trophy. But with hard work and determination we have seen so many miracles happening in football so no the no, no, no. Be fine. Ah, no 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 you 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 are beating about the bush i'm, I'm not happy the the i'm not happy with the responses that yeah. i'm getting from these two gentlemen your question was clear yeah. we are not talking about lifting the trophy mm. we are just talking about if bafana fails to get to the knockout stages this coach must stay on or not but the gentleman you could stay, see you, stay you can on. see the gentlemen Simple. are just going around and just saying no, that maybe we, no but but, we have been but, but for bafana okay mm. gentlemen for bafana mm. uh, you look at Stuart baxter coming in i think that's what we need to help uh the listener here who, who's i think is looking at this way that for for, for the caliber of a bafana a team that goes to a nation's cup mm. yes you look at the group where they are uh where the likes of morocco uh, the likes of Ivory Coast, they have been in the World Cup 2018. Yes, Bafana was not there. Namibia, their neighbors, Minos, mm. Namibia. Mm. Uh, on any day, Bafana should easily beat Namibia. Mm. We are not saying that on paper it's supposed to be like that. But if Bafana finishes last, even fails to be one of those best uh, runners up, yes. surely I that should go. constitute mm. failure mm. on the coach. He's a foreign coach, by the way. This is not a, a coach who is inexperienced, a mm. coach who we need to give time. This is an experienced coach who comes, you know, out of the country, coming to make sure that this national team is better. Because why do we actually hire such a coach who fails to go past the group stages of a 24 nations team tournament? Um, anyway, for me, like I said, uh, I don't see him uh, beyond this tournament. After this tournament, regardless of the results, I think uh, if he he's moving. Just, on. Yeah, he's just moving on. All right, just moving there on. we are. Okay, gentlemen, let's move on. Uh, now we've 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 witnessed. Yes, thank you for that uh, for that tweet and uh, for the rest of you. It's hashtag ti 
AF. I would want to hear from you and share with us. I'm with uh, Timothy Batabaire as well as Noah Chifuta. My name is Elasto Kapoez, of course, you know, your host in this uh, This Is African Football podcast. Now, gentlemen, um, the Kosafa Cup, Angola has withdrawn. And we, we know, let's, let's put this in, thing into perspective. You look at the Kosafa region, you look at the five national teams coming from Kosafa that have qualified for AFCON. Uh, now there's the Kosafa Cup that is happening almost in the same period where these teams that have qualified from this region that have benefited actually, Timot, they've benefited because of Kosafa. Now Kosafa comes where I think they're like, where do we go? We need to prepare our teams for AFCON. At the same time, there's Kosafa we need to honor and respect Kosafa. Uh, now we see Angola now team uh, again saying that they cannot withdrawing. Uh, I think it's the second nation now withdrawing to from, from Kosafa. The president team, Madagascar, withdrawing. What does it say about the Kosafa this time and also these, these nations that are withdrawing? Are they justified in withdrawing? Uh, and could the Kosafa have seen this when they were actually planning for this tournament, especially after the five nations qualified? Could Kosafa have foreseen that, look, there might be these issues coming? Look, I think the organizing committee of Kosafa did the right thing to keep the tournament. To intact. continue with the tournament, okay. Uh, I think uh, in their view, uh, this could be a wonderful uh, preparation ground for these five teams. Remember, for the first time, this region is give, is, has qualified five teams to qualify for, for AFCON. Uh, it is very disturbing that uh, the different uh, federations are, are treating Kosafa with disdain when it has always been their preparation you know, ground for, for the various teams. Uh, for me, I think it is wrong and unbecoming that teams are choosing to go to the United Arab Emirates, to Dubai, and have their preparations from there. And yet you can have very competitive uh, games here at Kosafa and even lift a trophy if you are intent on in performing very well at AFCON. I think it's very disturbing and very, 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 very wrong of all participating teams. And I think the organizing uh, committee of Kosafa should come hard on these teams and find them heavily so that they don't repeat those uh, misdeavors. Okay, Noah, your thought on 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 the Kosafa? I know Zambia, <laughs> I'm sure they really no, no. want to win this trophy yes, yes. to just make up. But now th um, these withdrawals that mm. we are seeing, how do they impact on on Kosafa? Or oh, the teams are they missing something uh, from withdrawing from the tournament that could maybe prepare them for for Afcon? No, I think, uh, you know, the timing for Kosafa, maybe it was not really okay because uh, this is the first time we're having, uh, you know, the AFCON uh, uh, in June and uh, they, they made, okay, like Madagascar, for instance. Madagascar, most of their players, they are local players. Mm -hmm. So if you bring in a team like Madagascar to come and play um, in Kosafa, you are risking uh, a lot of injuries again in the tournament. You, you could say, it's yes, it's a preparation, but they, they need to be so early to play so many games and going to the big tournament like that. So they need uh, their time maybe to have two, three or four friendlies only. So would, would you have, now looking at that point that you're just hammering on, that yeah. that uh, these, these countries might, could have risked injuries. Now seated in the COSAFA executive committee, would you have changed the dates or postponed 
Kosafa, uh, looking at all these issues that are happening with teams in this region that have qualified for AFCON? Yes, uh, you know, uh, looking at the numbers of uh, teams which have qualified for... Or oh, you'd have uh, called it another 23 tournament? At, at least it, it would have gone that way. Okay. Let the under 23 place uh, this Kosafa. Yes. Uh, even, uh, you know, um, apart from uh, Zimbabwe, uh, Zambia, these uh, two countries, they are the only ones who are so serious about this Kosafa. They will even call professionals to come and play this Kosafa. Yes. You look at uh, the Bafana Bafana team. They send another uh, NFD team or the under 20 to play this. They will never call but, somebody from outside or the PSL, a regular player, to but, come and play this but, Kosafa. And, and, so they and, just don't and, take it seriously. And, and that's why countries that are not taking Kosafa seriously, they are lacking and lagging behind in their development. And for me, I can give you an example of what Bafana has done that is the right decision. We have got Keegan Dolly now uh, gracing the, the Bafana team that is going to represent Bafana in Kosafa mm. so that he gets more game time recovering from injury. I think that is the mindset. That is the trend that the sh- teams should undertake. Get this team. Zimbabwe has unleashed their full squad to participate in Kosafa. Yes. That's good preparation. Mm. And you don't have so many games, remember. You have a few games. And this is what is key. When a team is not playing in a tournament, the players are being drilled, running. There are high chances of getting injured in these preparation games and in a tournament like Kosafa. But um, so for me, if you can use the games, competitive games as preparation, remember it's just at the end of the season. Mm. So the players are not unfit. The players are fit. Mm. You just need to manage them how to be very competitive getting into the AFCON tournament. And I think for me, I still believe that the federations, all countries should take Kosafa seriously. But as a when it comes to, I differ, when it comes to a teams like, uh, you know, small country like Madagascar, like I said, three quarters of that team, or maybe all of the players, they are local players. If you bring them to this Kosafa, Kosafa team, and they participate as a preparation for the AFCON, mm. you know, you have to submit the team which is going to go to a provision team and the team, the 23, uh, at a final 23. Yeah. If you have many injuries in there, when are they going to recover? Where are they going to get the other players to yeah, play? But you know, you, okay, you no, I hear you, gentlemen. Um, these, these are all good, good uh, arguments, and I'm sure these have, have been in the thoughts, uh, processes of, of, of countries that have withdrawn. Uh, these are real issues that, look, teams will be very, very kind of scared and, and fearful that uh, putting their players in danger and so forth. But here's another tweet that is coming from Chris Dube. Thank you, Chris Dube. Uh, Chris asks... He says, normalization committee announced that it resolved the captain's issue between Jan and Ayo months ago. Who revised this issue? Is it the coach and why? Tim is asking Chris that this issue, the normalization committee did make an announcement that it was resolved, especially between uh, Asamoah Jan and, and Ayo. Now it has come up again. Look, like we we already discussed about this issue of Samoa and it's it's more of a uh, power player, a power issue at play at this moment in time. Who has more authority over what? And we always have that when you have got a bigger player like Gian, Gian may be having a certain group of players overriding sometimes the coach decisions, and so the coach wants to try and balance it out. Remember, it should be remember that uh, the coach. Uh, is rumored to have compromised the uh, the U brothers, given his decisions of dropping them 
on and off. And they have got uh, a tit for tat with the father that's a bad period during their playing time. So he's trying to strike a balance of how to appease the likes of Guillen and the likes of the, the you brothers. Okay. And that's why he's failing. So when the normalization committee came and says this was resolved, the fact of the matter is Guillani had rumors that maybe he's going to be stripped of the captain um, Amban or even not be selected for the AFCON. So Guillani's decision was to go public and get the public sympathy, which he did masterfully. He, he did wonderfully well. The head of state came on. He has got the backing of the fans. And now the onus is on the coach to make sure that each and every minute of AFCON is played by, by Guillani. Yeah, you can see, Noah. Um, but, mm. but again, a coach, Noah, mm. I mean, whatever that happened between the, the normalization committee trying to resolve this issue of captains in Ghana between these two players as well, larger than life themselves, mm. characters, Ayo's brothers and, and, and Samojian. But, but still, the coach can make a call anytime he wants, isn't it? Must we always question the decision of the coach? If the coach felt that, look, now I need a new captain, why mm. is that so much of an issue? Yes, uh, you know, uh, coaches now, they are called uh, uh, managers. Yes. You, you, they have to know how to manage uh, the situations mm -hmm. in cases like this. I think a coach also, he would have uh, handled uh, this matter Carefully, we did the, mention that yes, yes, that just the coach could have been. So, so I, should, I think he should resign. Who is that? The coach. The coach should resign for what? If, if he feels he's being uh, undermined, undermined. And not being respected and yeah. supported in his mm -hmm. decisions, he should resign so that we can he can set a precedent. Okay, thank you, Chris. I hope uh, we've answered your question. And yeah, but it might be the coach that uh, has actually revived this issue of the captains. He might have wanted someone new mm. to 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 lead his his team, and it was within his right actually mm. to try mm. and select the person that is very comfortable with. If you look at other sports like your cricket, a captain is like a coach, mm. and I think the same as well in football that you need somebody on that field that you trust and so forth. So clearly, yeah. there were issues between uh, the coach Kwesapia. And as well as Asamoah Gian. Gentlemen, let's move on. Uh, we've got an issue that uh, at times, you know, you don't want to talk about this, especially as an African. You feel very mm -hmm. embarrassed every time we have to talk about age <laughs> cheating. We have to talk about the MRS scan having caught uh, mm -hmm. some, some players in some tournament in Africa uh, because they are trying to uh, cheat. Uh, they are well, well above uh, the age tournament that they're supposed to play for. Uh, and yes, here we are again, uh, Noah, mm. with this issue that um, of Guinea, where they have been found guilty of age cheating, resulting them being booted of uh, their spot that they end to qualify for the under-17 World okay. Cup. Yes, it's very sad indeed. And, uh, you know, Elasto, I don't see this... Uh uh, ending uh, soon, more especially here in Africa. You know the we brought technologies, not ending. Yes, uh, but How the, the thing, no, the thing is um, when uh, the FAs, you know, they start emphasizing on uh, this development from under seventeen, under twenty, under twenty threes. Mm. They emphasize these these age groups. They are for development, not really about result. Mm. But now the coaches, they are being, uh, you know, they are being judged by, by the results. Yes. How many games they've played? If they lose the games, they, they they are kicked out. So who wants to lose a job? He wants to bring in somebody who will bring results. 
So he knows if he brings the real under 17s, they won't give him the results because there are, there are others who are coming with the, maybe the under 20s playing in the under 17. So they just, uh, when the FAs, they just emphasize, you know what, these under 17s, let's go there, we develop them, and uh, the results will come in when they come to under 23s and the senior national team. But uh, besides that, this aid cheating will never, will never end. Tim, why, why is Guinea being disqualified from their hard end mm. spot for under-17 FIFA I, World Cup? I would love to correct you. Not, oh, hard, it's not hard not, end. No, by no, Hugo no, Krug. No, 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 oh, it was no, by no, Hugo no, Krug. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> that was through the back door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tindian Hamid Keita and Abeka Conti, those are the players in question. Uh, so they happen to play in a tournament in Japan uh, and uh, their uh, passports, they were submitted, they were born in 2001. And uh, when it came to the, uh, that was another under-16 tournament. So when it came to the under-17 tournament that was held in Tanzania, they submitted uh, their passport uh, uh, indicating that they were born in 2002. So that gave the, the disciplinary committee of CAF Uh, to prove beyond reasonable doubt that these players are not eligible for the tournament in, in uh, uh, for the under under 17 tournament so uh, a decision has been made uh, and they've been found guilty uh, the players are mandated to return the medals mm. if a failure to do that they will be fined 20,000 US dollars uh, the federation is charged with 100,000 US dollars as a fine 50,000 suspended If they don't, uh, if they, that's if they, they are not found guilty of the same case. Uh, the officials involved, they have also been sanctioned. Uh, this Jin uh, uh, Federation will not participate in the next two editions of the of the of the of the continental showpiece. So I think there are remedial uh, uh, steps being taken by CAF to try and nip this in, in the bud. But like. Um, Nuas indicated that the problem with Africa, we are always, we always the top. We are looking for the top dot, uh, bottom approach instead of the bottom top approach. So that's why we are lacking. We want to lift the the championship at under 17, and yet the same players cannot qualify to play in under 20. By that time, they have passed their performance stage, as we have witnessed with so many teams mm. or that uh, gold. On Africa, on, on, during those championships, World Cup, they perform so well, and those players are not going. To, they don't even graduate to the national <laughs> squads. So uh, I think it's it's a bone of contention. But again, it brings back to the what I call the administrative cancer that sweeps through uh, the sports federations on the African continent. I well, think these players, it looks like they're too. Passports, isn't it? Yes. If you look at um, and the, the investigation that came out, mm, the and outcome that, of that investigation, that <laughs> the players looked as if this time it was not the MR scan that caught them. No, it's a passport. Yeah, uh, it, it, was, it was. But it, but if it, they were not caught by the MR scan, that's what I'm saying. It means that because they, they were, were they were, were tested in the tournament. No, no, but if they go now to the the, the World Cup now under 17, they are going to be caught there. Also in the World Cup, they were going. Yes, to they, maybe they survived the. They survived the, the yeah, African one. Yes, <laughs> now they were. But the one interesting uh, part, uh, Elasto, uh, uh, regarding of this age um, cheating, yeah. I was speaking to the uh, newly uh, appointed uh, technical director for Zambian FA, uh, yeah. Lasso Nzulu. He was saying, but how do we end this uh, yes. 
this age cheating. Yeah. I said, yeah, you know what? Uh, now uh, football has been commercialized like these academies. Mm-hmm. People are more power angry. They want just their <laughs> players to to go into their national team mm-hmm. and they're being sold. And they're being sold. Yes. But uh, we are neglecting now those players, who, the, the real age on um, mm-hmm. uh, the schools. If you go into the schools, there's no one who's, who's going to cheat there when entering no, the school. Me, let me tell you now. For mm. me, I think the parents have to play a role at this moment in time. Even schools, I'm telling you, it is systematic. Even schools are setting out these kids to start cheating. I can tell you, that's how systematic that has become. Because they know it's a lucrative business. We have got schools that are predetermined to churn out footballers channel out cricketers and rugby so players. Well so they are, you have got those administrators who are but when identifying you, when, when, when this you young enter, talent. When you enter grade one, mm. obviously there, there will be a certificate you use uh, for you to, uh, to to be accepted to be a grade one. Yeah. This is what you I'm saying. You can never change that. The only time you can try to prove that is that the only way CAF can be able to prove that and dispute that is that first passport they submit at that international tournament mm. because you cannot reverse it. So anything in the schools, anything like that can be played around with. The only time that these players have been caught and found guilty is simple. They submitted a passport that say that they were born in 2001. Mm-hmm. And in this tournament, they submitted a passport that showed that they were 2002. born in, in, in 2002. Meaning these are the same players having two passports, which are different. One two year passports, difference. you can only have one passport. So at the moment, <laughs> Guinea, you must return those medals within 21 days or mm. else. You face the music. Look, let's talk about the other qualify the, the other teams that qualified. That is Cameroon and Nigeria. But now, since Guinea uh, actually have been disqualified, Senegal replaces them, of course. In, and uh, and the credit to Senegal for yes, petitioning. I, 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 uh, you know, right? Uh, you know, trying. Yeah, I think to, it was Senegal, of course. They, they were to benefit. That, you could see. Uh, I think they have they have, they have really learned the the, the, the the trick of petitioning just like they did also against Bafana Bafana. I think it's paying no, out no, for. But Guinea were on the wrong again. Mm-hmm. I think they had one of their players who failed the MR scan at the actual tournament. So you could see that it's not a country that you can even trust that really they are having good players. Of course, but we I, don't want but, that. But again, last though, I think also Calf should become bold enough. If if a team has got any player that is being disqualified for being overage. That team should Straight be completely away. kicked out of the tournament. Away, Instead of kicking continue. out the player and yes. the team continues. Yeah. It means you are encouraging mm-hmm. these administrators to continue being cheats. I think CAF should come hard on that situation. All teams should be kicked out once they have got their phone to have a player that is, is cheating. There you are. Ahmad, Ahmad, you heard him. Timothy Batabaire here saying <laughs> that the moment you find that one player who has cheated, mm-hmm. the whole team must be disqualified. They mustn't participate any further in that tournament. It saves a lot. All right, gentlemen, lastly, but not least, uh, let's look at um, a player from Noah's country who has mm. done well. You were talking about the level of, of PSL when it comes to goal scoring, that you feel that you are still, mm. they are not scoring as many goals. But here's your countryman, Mwape Musonda, playing mm. for Black Leopards in the Premier League here in South Africa, who has done very well. Uh, at the moment, looking as if he might be lost to Black Leopards. So much interest, natural, it's normal, mm-hmm. uh, for a top mm-hmm. goal scorer to attract interest elsewhere. Uh, your thoughts on his season and w- what you'd like to see and maybe where you might think is good for him 
to go and play if he has to leave Black Leopards. Yeah, no, you, you know what? He has uh, really done well and he has really done Zambia proud. You know, uh, Zambia is not really, uh, you know, shy like producing uh, good strikers. Uh, you talk about Collins Mbesuma, James Chamanga, Chris uh, Katongo. They've all won this uh, uh, award. award before. Mm. And him coming out and he never started well, you know, when he came uh, here in South Africa. Yes. Started with Sorando Pirates, they would mm. say they call him Rocket, the nickname used to balloon the balls uh, at Pirates, <laughs> the nickname Rocket. He went to Golden Arrow, then he, he found his feet at uh, Leopard. uh, Black Leopards. He has been scoring and he was consistent. He was, uh, I think, the, the person who was following him, uh, the, I think uh, he doubled the, the goals, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was on 14 and the one who was following him was, was nine goals. So uh, he really did well. But uh, now the question is, uh, where to from here? You know, with a big club, <laughs> he played for Orlando Pirates. He couldn't find his feet. Mm. He got to Black Leopards. He did well, and uh, he won the, this uh, uh, award of mm. being a top scholar. But uh, if if my advice, if you could uh, maybe, you yes. know, I, I couldn't really uh, determine like where he should go. But uh, you know what, uh, football is uh, is our career. You have to make your your living out of. It. He, he needs to to it get a good contract. Money. Black Leopards cannot pay him what you would no, like chairman, to be paid. The chairman already said that he must go and make money elsewhere. Yes, but uh, not in For, South Africa. Oh, not in South not Africa. Africa. That's what the chairman better. said. No, no, no. <laughs> the chairman <laughs> just said that. that. No, listen. You, uh, can no, listen. you just you have know, to go outside the, South the, Africa. The, this, I can share the experience with, with Musonda. There is always the desire to have the greener uh, pasture, but it's not always green on the other side. So in, in all the offers that you can get, it's very important always to sit back and say, and make an evaluation and look. If you're going, for example, to Supersport, make an analysis of the strikers that are Supersport uh, in comparison to yourself. See where you fit in. How do you compete? Be honest with yourself and then make a decision. Because as a player... But, but already you can compare. He's beaten all of them. No, no, no. He scored 60 that, goals. That's mm. no guarantee. The, the, the conditions are different. At Black Lopard, whether you are you are scoring goals or not, you are playing week in, week out. So you go to Chiefs, you miss one week scoring goals, they try somebody else. But you go to Chiefs. Uh, because that, it's one of the teams look, being reported that they look, might want. I think, in my opinion, Chiefs is a better option <clears throat> because there is no any other way Chiefs is going to go. They can't go any further than they have performed. The only way out is going up. So I think his choice to go to Chiefs, he will grow with that team mm -hmm. going up. And I think he will become a better prospect. <laughs> This pressure, is African pressure. football. Uh, hashtag TIAF. Ask the gentleman here. Or you can contribute as to where must Musonda go. I'm sure if you're a Chiefs fan, you might say definitely. Uh, you might need to come to Naturena <laughs> if you look at the season that has been. But, uh, gentlemen, mm. I would want to thank you, uh, Noah, especially yourself, for coming to the show. Noah Chufuta. Timothy Batabaire. As well, as usual, thank you for coming, gentlemen. And for it's you who pleasure. was listening, always a pleasure for all those that send their tweets. We are very grateful for engaging us in this show. Until we meet again, it's me, Elasto, Kapoeja. Have a good one. Cheers. Mm -hmm.